This is Wrestling for the Faith, a weekly podcast celebrating faith, family, and wrestling. And now, here are your hosts, Casey Cage and Chad Gunner-Lale. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I am Casey Cage. And I am Chad Gunner-Lale. All right, guys. Thank you so much for uh, being with us again this week. And we hope that the episodes have been blessing you. Um, we'll say right out of the gate, be sure to keep up with us on uh, Wrestling for the Faith on Facebook. Uh, you get all the uh, reminders and, and uh, just little stuff that we're doing. Um, a lot of devotionals and stuff we put on there. Uh, so be sure to, uh, like and follow there and, uh, what else? There was something else we were going to, yeah, uh, death and defiance. <laughs> I was going to say, we sure we plug. Yeah. Death and defiance Just every week. We'll do our best to shout out to our brothers, uh, at the Christian clothing company that we missed or we uh, mentioned last week. So, uh, their Instagrams at death X defiance, go check them out. Um, soon they're going to be doing some wrestling for the faith t-shirts, some gunner shirts, but they're a Christian clothing company that loves to spread the word, loves to share the gospel. So man, please check these guys out. Super, super, uh, clean shirts. Very cool. And, uh, I just think you'll enjoy it. Amen. Um, is there any other announcements before we, we, it seems like we, we get ahead of ourselves at the beginning of every episode and we, we, we run off and then forget to uh, announce. Yeah. Stuff. I know that there's been shows and, and stuff that I've done that I meant to uh, plug on the well, listen, guys, podcast and forget. Yeah, the fact is, is look, we're two uh, uh, middle-aged dads. We're going to forget things. Uh, yeah. The best we can do is start writing ourselves notes or texting one another. But I do know we should probably mention – um, you know, our wrestling for the faith, you know, we got this podcast that, that Casey started basically. And lo and behold, through conversation, through the spirit, leading of the Holy spirit, he said, you know, would you like to be a co-host? And I was like, Hey, you know what? Why not? So we did it, but we're trying to really, we've been feeling the Lord kind of leading us in the direction of, of using this as a, a full blown ministry opportunity. So we're just asking our, our listeners to pray about it with us, pray for us. Um, you know, and, and it's just something that's been on our heart lately. But we do have wrestling for the faith hats that we've been putting out there. So we're gonna, I believe, probably tomorrow or so throughout the week, we're gonna we're gonna uh, put on social media some different colors you can get um, if you want to support what we're doing here and just uh, be a part of the team. Amen. So, man, uh, you know, I, I put a uh, I put a video. I felt led uh, the other day. I think it was Saturday that. Uh, you know, I put a video out and it was like 15 minutes long and I really didn't mean for it to be that long. But, um, when I started just spilling my guts and the spirit, um, just basically getting a lot of stuff off my chest. Um, you know, I talked about the place, you know, and, and I've talked to you, um, man, when we first started doing this, I, I, I told you that there was, I used, uh, there used to be a place where I was so deeply connected with the Lord. And, uh, and I felt like I had been in a wilderness for a long, long time. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I have, 
I have continued to pursue God, continued to go to church, continued to pray, continued to read my Bible. Um, and that's one thing that I have learned through my Christian walk is even if you don't feel the presence of the Lord when you pray or when you read, even when you feel like you're not getting anything, continue to pursue either way, uh, whether you feel it or whether you don't continue to pursue God. And, uh, you you know, he's always going to bring you out on the other side. Um, I've been through several dry spells or wilderness experiences in the uh, almost 10 years that I have uh, been a, a, a born again believer, but man, what I had been going through, honestly, I would say the last two or three years solid. Uh, <clears throat> I talked in that video, and you know my you know my story. Uh, Twenty seventeen went through that that uh, whole year about with depression and anxiety, so terrified to even go outside of my house. And I was depressed because I was a strong man of God. And I was allowing this stuff to, to cave in on me. And and I mean, um, but so many people go through that stuff, but man, once the Lord delivered me from that, uh, he, he told me, Hey, go back to the basics, go back to the cross, go back to, uh, you know, quit looking for another revelation, quit looking for another something to, to give a congregation, you know, just so that you look super spiritual. Um, and man, I, he delivered me powerfully, but I've never truly been the same spiritually. Um, I I've never had that, that full-fledged, everyday, deep, deep relationship that I that I did before. And so that really took a toll on me. And, and after a, a while of battling it back and forth and wondering what's going on, you know, I, I brought myself into a place of complacency where I was just like, okay, I guess this is the way things are going to be. And so like we've talked about several times on the podcast, a lot of times my prayer and my Bible study became just going through the motions just so that I could say that I'd done it. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had those moments, man, where where it's been a check checklist for me. It's been, you know, I uh, felt obligated to, and you know, it's funny we're bringing this up because my pastor preached the other night. We did a church service on Saturday night because of uh, some bad weather coming in the area. But you know, the, the thing he preached on was uh, obedience. And he said that, you know, the problem that happens is a lot of the times we, we feel obligated to go to the word or obligated to have a relationship with Christ out of fear or because we're like, Oh man, I, I have to do this. And we're missing the, the obedience of just going to the Lord, like you and I've been talking about for the past few weeks, just going to the Lord and sitting at his feet and saying, father, teach me, instruct me. And there's going to be those moments, you know, where we, where we feel like God's silent uh, and, and maybe he is, and we're going through that dry spell, but that's where that, you know, the Bible talks about that faith, uh, you know, believing what you can't really see and just trusting God that he's there going with us and walking with us. And it's that 
you know, he spoke about a Saturday night, man, it's that obedience and seeking after God, no matter if we have a dry spell, uh, no matter if we're on fire and then we're overflowing, it's just being obedient to the Lord, dude, and, and truly being in the word. And, man, you know, we've had some conversations. I keep bringing that up, and it's just been one of those things where both of you and I, I think, our spirits are on like a we're, – we're like a tag team spirit here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. You know, we're feeling something that's wanting to burst out, and I, and I mentioned it to a, a uh, mentor of mine the other day on the phone. I was like, I feel like my spirit just wants to explode. And he said – and I said, have you ever felt that? And his name is Pastor Gwen, met him in Florida. He's, uh, gosh, maybe mid-60s or so, just a, a, a man of God who's been through the trenches, been to battle, you know, been filled with the Spirit all, you know, for many, many years, went to Rhema Bible College. And he said, when you're feeling that, keep pressing in. You know, right before you have this, I guess, great awakening or whatnot, there's always um, that feeling of you're going to, explode and he goes just keep pressing into the lord man like you said a minute ago keep going back to the cross and it's not about us dude you know like you mentioned earlier you you were uh, back in 2017 depressed and all these other things it, it's really not about us it's about fellowship with the lord you know i i i was thinking the other day of how many times in my life i've went lord what's my calling what's going to be my calling am i going to be a preacher an evangelist or you know, this or that and, and it's like god spoke to me and said stop worrying about your calling and start worrying about just sitting with me and fellowshipping with me and being obedient to my word, uh, allowing me to speak to you through my word. My preacher said it the other day real quick before I forget. He said, the Bible is the only book that you can open up and the author sits with you. Hmm. And I was like, man, that's crazy to think about, dude, because God's speaking to us through this word. And sometimes we go through those dry spells, but right here in the word, we have so much that's given us refreshment. Exactly. You know, uh, me and you both, you mentioned we have both been uh, really feeling like consecration, consecration. And, uh, you know, that used to be that used to be on my mind all the time. But when I come into this place of complacency, I want people to understand it's not that I walked away from God. Uh, I didn't walk away. I was still going to church, still reading, still studying, still, you know, for, for a lot of people, they would look at what I was, what I had and be like, well, what's wrong with you? The thing (laughs) is I look like a a normal every Sunday American Christian. I, I was still, going through the motions and saying all the right things and doing all the right things. And, and every now and then, you know, especially during our conversations here on the podcast, you know, feel the, the stirring of the spirit. Um, So it wasn't like I was completely gone from, from God, but uh, I I was talking to uh, Tony settle today and Mm -hmm. I told him, you know, he was talking about the the testimony video that I shared. And, and I told him, I said, the thing is a quote, normal Christian uh, would probably find where I was, but once you have tasted the goodness of God and you have drank of the spirit of God, like I had in the past, you can't settle for just, uh, Hey, I'm, I'm good with just being saved and being a church member and waiting to die to go to heaven. 
Um, there's so much more to it. And, you know, I just, I have for so long in that place of complacency, I allowed things to start to start creeping in. <clears throat> and a lot of things that I would have had no desire for previously, man, 2014, 15, 16, I was in such a place of consecration. I was, it, it was almost, mo- I would, I would make people mad. A lot of times I would make my wife mad because she would want to watch a TV show. And if it didn't glorify God, I wouldn't have anything to do with it. Amen. And, and so, and it's not that these things have to be bad things. Uh, but one thing that is just, is just really on me. And when you come to this place and you have to make that decision, are you, are you going to be fully sold out to God? Yeah. Or are you going to let a little bit of the world in? Me and you've talked about it. One of my biggest things that I started letting in, and it's not that they were bad, but wrestling podcast, man, we, uh, I love hearing those guys tell the old stories. Uh, I love the, the stories of the eighties and, and even before that. Um, but when you're taking in too much of that stuff, even, even if it's not bad, even if they're not telling dirty stories or anything like that, when you're focused too much on that and you're binging that kind of stuff, whether it be a podcast or a TV show or stuff like that, when you are feeding your flesh more than you're feeding your spirit. And and for people who might not understand what I'm talking about, you feed your flesh through the things of the world, right? TV shows, radio podcast, any of these things that are not godly, not saying that they're bad, but they're, they're just not glorifying God. And you feed your spirit through church, the reading and study of the word prayer, you know, uh, fasting and, and these things, you know, growing in the Lord. So if you are feeding your flesh more than you're feeding your spirit, your flesh is going to dominate. And sure. so that's, that's the place that I had come to. Yeah. And you talked a minute ago about tasting the Lord. And I, and I go to Psalm 34 and verse eight, where David says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is Lord is good. And dude, to me, it's like, okay, as a kid. So I'll use my daughter as an example. Uh, The first time she tasted a cupcake, you know, the first time she ever laid her little lips to a cupcake, you could see it in her eyes. She was like, Oh my gosh, that is in her little mind, the greatest thing I've ever eaten in my life, mm-hmm. you know? And I, st- and I think about that and, I, and you know, what David is saying, taste and see that the Lord is good. I truly believe once we get a taste of who God is, who Jesus is, um, the Holy spirit falling upon us, you and I've talked about that refreshing and that filling of our cup that we want to overflow. I don't want it half empty or half full. I want it to continuously overflow. Yes. Once we taste of how good God really is, and how real he is in our lives and how faithful and loving and caring he is. Um, and just fellowship with Jesus and what that truly means. Dude, you don't want anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm learning that in my walk saved at 17 years old, uh, through my twenties, alcohol, pill, porn, all kinds of ridiculous addictions. And then 
was broken, you know, in my mid thirties to where God finally made me submit and stop running because all those years I knew that I was doing something wrong. I finally started to taste and see that the Lord was truly good. He wasn't mad at me. Um, when I cursed him in my twenties and, and even questioned if there was a God, um, you know, he, he showed me that, you know, he was real. And of course I had to resubmit to him and all these other things. But one, what I'm trying to say is tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. When you get a hold of this infallible word of God, and it starts to come alive, these words start to come alive, these things that, you know, Paul and the disciples did in Acts as we're covering through that, you know, we just see that this Holy Spirit that fills these men and women is just, bro, it's, you can't explain it. I got a buddy of mine that's preaching into two of his friends that are like militant atheists. They just won't have anything to do with it. And I'm just like, bro, I cannot, I cannot wrap my mind around it. I, I, you know, I, it breaks my heart and I know it breaks God's heart. I was listening to Francis Chan the other day about just how pure the word of God is and how good it is, man. And how it just refreshes our life. And just, you know, man, you don't want anything else. Like you said, TV shows, music. It's funny. Cause years ago I'm in the gym listening to thrash metal while I'm working out. And <laughs> if somebody goes, Hey, what you listening to now? What kind of metal? I'd be like, no, dude, I'm listening to like, um, you know, a church podcast, Billy Graham or something. And I'm like, you know what, but that's, that's, that just, gosh, man, that's that grace. And that's that tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. Exactly. Uh, I'm to jump into uh, James chapter four, by the way, uh, guys, we know that, uh, if we're going on week by week and where we are in our Acts study, we should be in Acts 16, but uh, <laughs> the Holy Spirit led us a different direction tonight. So right. uh, Amen. Just, just track along with us. So James chapter four, beginning at verse three, it says, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. This is one of the scriptures, and there are several throughout. Jesus even said, uh, if you're not with me, you're against me. You know, right. there's several throughout the Bible uh, that blatantly proclaim that there's no such thing as riding the fence. There's no such thing as one foot in the world and one foot in, in God. And yeah. so th these are, these are some that, you know, have started speaking to me and then jump down to uh, verse six. It says, but he gives more grace. Therefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Verse seven, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And then verse 10 says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. These things... Um, a lot of times we want to take, we want to have a little bit of the world and we want to have a little bit of, we want to be able to, let me put it this way. I wanted to be able, since I was in this place of complacency, I wanted to be able to 
still take in all of the worldly things right. um, and keep the anointing of God. And yeah. I'm sorry, it just don't work that way. And no. so, so, so many are satisfied with just being a Sunday Christian, but I'm not. And you're not, we've had these conversations. And last week, man, uh, when we recorded the podcast, we, you, we were talking, I don't even remember how we got on it, but we started talking about the Romans eight. We were talking about denying convictions. And for a long time, the Lord had been convicting me about, about some of these things. Like, listen, you're consuming way more of, of that than you are of my word and, and, of, of, you know, ministry podcast or whatever, you know, you get on a binge and just focus all on that. You're, you're, yeah. you're taking in way too much of the world and not enough of me. And, uh, I was complacent and I thought, well, I'll, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. But God's called us to a higher standard. He's called us to, to a place that, uh, he's called me to a place of not just being satisfied with being an everyday Christian. Right. Yeah, dude. And you, you, you said this maybe a couple months back and it's, it's, um, I heard another preacher preaching on it this week, revelation three sixteen, talking about being lukewarm. I'll spit you out of my mouth and I can't remember part, what scripture, but I saw a little meme today and it was a, a drawing and I'm not sure if I sent it to you or not, but it's this, it's the, the throne and Jesus is sitting there and a woman saying, but you know, I did these things in your name and, and I, I, you know, prophesied, I helped children, I fed the poor. And he said, I never knew you. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking like, man, what does that, what does that feel like? What does that look like? And I never want to have to experience that. You know, I want to be in the presence of the Lord one day and, and he good job, you know, my, my good and our job well done, my good and faithful servant. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's just being consecrated, dude. That's not allowing. And dude, we have wives, we have kids, you know, we have to go and, and spend time with our wives sometimes and watch a movie, but I'm in the same boat as you. There's things that I just can't do. I, I can't sit and watch TV anymore. It's junk. Yeah. It's garbage. It's not filling my mind. And, and when I'm doing it, I just feel like the spirit saying, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yes, you got to spend time with your wives and children. I totally get that. So it's not, you know, God's not going, hey, just, you know, exempt them from everything you do. But we also have to be aware of what's being seen and what we're putting in our minds. Because you mentioned it, like you you start, you know, one little podcast, a wrestling podcast, go, I'll just listen to this one a day. And then two weeks down the road, you're that's all you're listening to. Because mm-hmm. the, the devil, he, he's he's a sneaky little guy, little guy man. He, <laughs> he'll plant those seeds and they'll just start to flourish. And then he starts to overtake the word and our relationship with God. And just really, um, I think about <clears throat> Paul's prayer in Ephesians 3. And if you don't mind, I want to read it. Um, Ephesians 3, 14. And it says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints. What is the breadth and length and height and depth? And uh, this is verse 19 and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. You know, it's just being complete, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's being um, obedient, <sighs> being complete, completely filled and knowing that we're, we're filled with the fullness of God's love. 
And we can't do that if we're allowing outside influences to come in and get us. Like you said, in, in James four, it talks about this warning against worldliness, not allowing the world to corrupt us. You know, it doesn't mean we can't go have fun with our families, but it's just being sure that we're being led by the spirit and all we do, because dude, I got a wife and I got a daughter that's watching me. Exactly. And, and I'm the head of the house. I'm in charge of that. And it's my job as the man, the godly man of the home to, to lead my family in righteousness. Right. Yeah. And, and so what I was, I, I got off track a second ago, what I was saying about when we recorded the podcast last week, we talked, we talked about denying convictions and then we talked about, you know, Romans eight, feeding the flesh, feeding the spirit. And I didn't really think anything about it. And man, I, I got up the next morning and it was just like the Holy spirit just prompted me. And he, he's like, Okay, so last night you talked about the solution to your problem. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. And, man, I mean, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I want to read James 4, 17, and then I'll explain it here in just a second. It says, therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. And so – the Holy Spirit had been convicting me of taking in too much of these worldly things and not, uh, not enough of the word. And so even though I don't care if this is Andy Griffith. Okay. I love Andy, uh, but, and it, it's a, the purest show that I think you're going to find. Uh, but I don't care if, if that's all you watch, if that's all you watch and you're not taking in enough of the word of God, it's wrong. And when, and, and here's the big thing, what I did when the Holy spirit spoke that to me that morning is I got on my phone and I unsubscribed to all of those, anything that wasn't, uh, anything that was an addiction to me or a hindrance to me, anything that would be, um, you know, I would be looking through my podcast shows and I would see it and it would make me want to listen to it more than I would, you know, something yeah. filling me with the word. I, I unsubscribe. And, um, the reason was because I knew God was calling me back to this place of consecration. He was pulling me out of complacency. He was giving me a way out of complacency and pulling me back into consecration. And so a lot of people think, well, if it's not drugs or alcohol or porn or uh, uh, sex outside of marriage or homosexuality or any of these big ones that we name, uh, then it's not sin. But no, if anything is above God in your life, it's an idol. If anything is above God, it is a sin. And if the Holy Spirit, I, I don't care if it's, like I said, Andy Griffith show. I don't care if it's the Holy Spirit has told you, hey, you need to stop watching so much of Andy and get in the Bible. If you deny that conviction and you continue to take in more of Andy, then you're taking in the word of God. Guess what? According to James four seventeen, to you, it is sin. 
You're right, man. And you go ahead. It, it might not be. It might not be. Okay. Here's a perfect example. Same thing with wrestling podcast or anything to do with wrestling. At one time, wrestling was my God. And it consumed every area of my life. If I allowed myself to go back into it full force like I used to be without the permission of the Holy Spirit, and I I honestly don't believe at the place that I'm in in my life, I don't believe he's going to to give me that permission. Uh, But if I went into it with it consuming me, consuming my life, and it was above God, I spent more time focused on it than I did God. It's sin. And, and it might not be sin. I'm not saying that wrestling or, or, you know, us having that career is a sin, but I'm saying if you're consuming more of it and focus more on it than you are God, it's sin. Yeah. Yeah. And we can't take God, man. And we can't, hold him in our hand like he's a little uh, lucky charm and put him in our pocket. You know, that's what I did years ago. And I posted something on Instagram the other day of, of a picture of my Bible that I purchased in 2010. And, and I made the statement of, I, I'd say this out of love, not judgment, because I was there one time of how this Bible just sat on my nightstand, sometimes in my nightstand, um, like it was a good luck charm. Like I would go to it when I needed, um, you know, something or I was down and depressed. I'd only go to it then. It wasn't, you know, my daily bread. And, you know, that's other things were taking the role of God. I can't remember the scripture I've used um, to the youth before, but um, I'll have to find it a little bit, but it's basically, you're talking about putting things before God, they kind of become your God. You know, we're starting to idolize, whether it be for me years ago was the pride I had with being a pro wrestler, signing a contract or the money I was making or, um, the pride I had because, you know, I could go to a bar and pick up a girl or something like that, whatever it may be. It started to become my God and I idolized it. And dude, I look at that now and I'm like, what was I thinking? I was playing with fire. Yeah. You know, I was taking God, crumbling him up, sticking him in my pocket going, Hey, I'll pull you out when I need you. I'll pull you out when I need to put you in the slot machine and make a wish. And that's just really what I did with my walk with Jesus. And I look at it too, dude. And I mentioned it the other day to some kids. I said, what was missing for me at 17 when I was saved? And it's not my church's fault. It's just the path I chose to go down because I didn't reach out was somebody to take me under the wing and disciple me. Yeah. You know, we see many times in the Bible of, uh, of, of Paul taking, you know, certain ones under his wing to disciple these, you know, young men and, and just teach them. Jesus did it with the 12 disciples. You know, he, he discipled these men. They were messy individuals. But that's really what it, it, it was, was Jesus was teaching him that, you know, you need somebody there to iron sharpening and iron sharpening iron uh, to teach you that you, you have to be in fellowship with Jesus every day. These men were in fellowship with Jesus every single day. They had the the amazing privilege of sitting literally at his feet in presence, you know, Um but if you think about it, we do too. You know, I mentioned it today where you got Jesus's words in red, not just so they stand out to us, but for a reminder of the blood that he shed for our, for our sins, our daily sins. And those times where we were like, I don't need you right now. But he was saying, yes, you do. Like, here I am with open arms. Please, please, please. I want to, I want to love you. And I want to show you how much I love you. Um, so once I took God out of my pocket, uncrumbled him and, and started, you know, um, 
going to his word every single day and trying to consecrate my life because we spoke about it before. What made men like David Wilkerson, Leonard Ravenhill, Dr. Brown, who was mentor to me, what made these, and you know, there's, there's mighty men and women of God. What made them different, dude? They went to the word every single day. They went to prayer every single day, which is very, very important. We forget about that. And they consecrated themselves to the Lord. They fed on him. Um, they sat at his feet. They were silent at times. My biggest problem is shutting my mouth, just being silent. Mm-hmm. And this, this fast season for me has been remarkable <laughs> because it's caused me to just quiet my soul because the house is quiet and just really sit at his feet and say, Lord, what do you want? I got a journal now. I've been writing it every morning. So anything just pops in my mind, I write down. And every single morning, the same thing comes to mind. And I always finish my prayer with, uh, Lord, awaken me and shake me and use mm-hmm. me. And that's all I've been putting it is over and over again in my, my prayer book. So I encourage you too, Casey, like and whoever's listening, get a journal, get a piece of paper, write down what's, what's, you know, flowing out of you or flowing out of your spirit. Cause it can be beneficial that you look on six months, a year from now and go, man, God was speaking to me right there. And I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. That's, uh, I want to, you know, tell people before we close, I want to tell you, there's a lot of people out there who have been in the position that we're talking about here tonight. A lot of people out there who you feel the tug of the Holy spirit telling you, Hey, there's more, I've got more for your life. I've got a, I've got a bigger plan for you. Um, and he's trying to pull you into that deep communion with him. Listen, I know it's hard. Um, but we have to, like James says in verse seven, submit to God and resist the devil and he will flee. A lot of people try to resist the devil without submitting to God. And you can't do that. Right. You have to first submit to God. Then you resist the devil and he will flee. And so, you know, like my situation, I unsubscribed all those podcasts and, and, just decided it was, it was, I was taking it baby steps. I knew where I wanted to be. I knew that I wanted that deep communion with God again. Uh, But I had decided that day I was taking baby steps and I was doing nothing. I was not going to listen to anything or, or watch anything that was not glorifying God. And so all day, uh, ear pods in air pods, ear pods, whatever you call them. <laughs> they, they were in and I was in my own little world, listen to worship music, listen to, uh, you know, preaching and teaching podcasts and stuff like that. And when I got to the end of that day, I realized that I don't even want that other stuff anymore. I'm so, I'm so full of God now. I'm so full of the Holy spirit now that I don't even want that stuff. And so I've not went back. I've not, I've not even, it's kind of like a, kind of like a diet. When, when you get off all the crap, when you get off all of the, the, the carbs and sugars and everything after a few weeks, the first few weeks might be hard, but after a few weeks, if that stuff's not around, you don't even, you're not even craving it anymore. 
No, your, your, your taste buds change. And so it's the same thing with God. When you just focus on him and you allow the Holy spirit to do this work in you, it might be hard to put down or to, to, to turn off and make the decision. I'm not, I'm not binge watching my TV shows anymore. I'm not, I'm not focusing on this anymore. I am filling myself with the word of God, but I promise you in the end, it will be so beneficial. And I am just, yeah, come on. I am just praising God, man, because man, from last week up until now, I am in a place with God that I have not been in, in, I would say seven years. Yeah, man. And I'm just, I'm just so full. I'm I'm overflowing. And I want everybody to know that if you're in that place of complacency, there is a way out. Uh, You might have to put that foot forward and say, I'm putting my foot down and I'm, I'm choosing right now that I am eliminating this stuff. And I'm, I'm determining to fill myself with the word of God continuously. But I promise if you'll do it, if you'll make that sacrifice, he will overflow in you and he will, he will bring you to a place that you have never been. And I'll say this as we, as we cut down tonight, man, you, you, that brings to mind, I've been reading Second Timothy, every chapter, basically. And do you not think that Paul went through seasons of, of complacency where he had to just press into the Lord? I mean, he was, dude, there's a list of things, shipwrecked, beaten, uh, you know, stoned. I mean, just so many things. This man was in so much, you know, persecution. And there had to be times of complacency where he just pressed on and pressed on and pressed on. And two things come to mind. He, he speaks to Timothy about, you know, fighting the good fight in second Timothy four. And he also says in second Timothy two twelve, but I'm paraphrasing, but he says, if we endure, we will reign with him. And I think of Paul closing his eyes on that chopping block before he was beheaded and knowing dude, when he opened his eyes, he was going to be in the presence of the Lord. That's what it's about, bro. Yes. All those complacency years that we're going through guys, if you're going through a desert, a season, a good season, a bad season, whatever it may be, we all face it. But just know that we have to press on. We have to fight that good fight. We have to intensely endure and 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 just pursue Jesus Christ and know um, that no matter what we suffer here on this earth, that Jesus lives in us. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. He resides in us, and he is going to help us press on. And what a glorious day it's going to be, man, when we close our eyes and we open them and we're in the presence of Jesus Christ. And he goes, it was all worth it. That's the good fight, man. You know what I mean? That is the good fight. That is being consecrated and all in. Continue to say yes. I heard that today uh, from Jeremiah Johnson. He said, let's continue to say yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Um, Let's continue to say yes and continue to pursue after him. Amen. Amen. A couple of things real quick before we go. Um, We've got some friends and not actually met them, but man, they, they are blessing me. Uh, the after amen podcast. Um, yes, this is a husband and wife team and, you know, he had messaged us and told us that, you know, we had helped to inspire them to start their own podcast and, uh, they've had two episodes so far. And, uh, I just want them to know that 
their episodes are a blessing and and so everybody be sure to go out there check them out uh they're on apple spotify uh everywhere that we are i'm pretty sure um yes and also you were talking at the beginning of the episode that uh you know we were feeling led to expand this uh beyond just a podcast we're not a hundred of course it's it's still going to be a podcast i mean this has just become so ingrained in me and it's like a such a great outlet every week you know um but we're feeling the spirit is is going to expand the wrestling for the faith ministry um if what we do is a blessing and you pray about it, fast about it, and the Holy Spirit leads you to donate. Um, we have a couple of options set up where you can do that now. Um, Venmo at Wrestling for the Faith and Cash App, the dollar sign, Wrestling for the Faith. Um, yes. If you would like to give, praise the Lord. We thank you for it. And, uh, like Chad said in the beginning, really be praying for us because we're really feeling a tug of the Holy Spirit and we're not 100% sure his direction, um, but we're praying on it and, and we want you guys to help us pray on it as well. Amen. It's all about that obedience, brother. Amen. All right, guys, we love you and thank you for joining us. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at Real Casey Cage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith.